0: Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly presented by Whiskerware Apparel along with Doc Lang. I'm Lyle Stokes and welcome to the show. Uh, Doc, we got some bad news this past week. I am uh, very sad to tell everybody that Chuck has decided to resign from the show due to uh, medical conditions with Leanne and his work situation. Uh, I do understand uh, what's going on and I know he's going to be doing some live events with us and... and, uh, special shows and events and he'll be doing uh stuff with us throughout the year whenever he's available but we're really really going to miss old chuck
1: yeah 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 <laughs> yeah because man he always knew the questions that he asked uh, when we were interviewing people and all that kind of stuff
0: yeah it's uh he'd been with us since the beginning and uh uh, he's going to be sorely missed and, and anytime that he has a free moment, all he's got to do is just give us the word and we'll jump him right back in here and it'll just be like he was here the whole time. You know, we'll never miss him. Right, right. But we will miss him. We'll miss him every week. And, and it's a, a, I'm really, really kind of down to dumps about that. But I do understand. And like him and I have talked for the last three years, and this being the three-year anniversary tonight, I believe um, – that uh, family first you know and it has to be that way and doc just dropped out on us but we'll continue on he'll jump back in here in just a minute but uh we are we are really gonna miss chuck and uh wish him the best and if anything that we can do to help him in any way all he's got to do is is let us know uh i i'm gonna tell you guys a little bit about some stuff i had some shoulder surgery as many of you know here a couple weeks ago and i went in thursday for a checkup and You always know when you're at the right place, whether it be at a doctor's office or whatever. I walked in to check in for my two-week checkup, and the lady that checked me in remembered me from before and knew that we'd done the Catfish Weekly show and had the link and was going to watch the show. And I was pretty impressed as she was checking me in and talking about Catfish Weekly, and I get up, and I knew that I'd made the right decision on on my doctor because he'd worked on me before, and he'd done such an outstanding job. But when we were sitting there, and he was checking me all over, and he says, wait a minute, and he goes out and picks up his phone, and he'd been on vacation to Thailand, and he'd come back in and showed me pictures of Ming Kong catfish. Uh, how much better can you get than a doctor like that? I mean, that's as good as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Dr. Yes. Smith is a great guy, and, and he done an outstanding job, and everything's going good with the shoulder. So uh, we're, doing, we're starting to get back to doing a little bit of a few things, and we'll be back fishing before you know it. Uh, there you go. I know we've got a bunch of stuff to go over tonight at the end of the show, Doc, but before, before, I, uh, before we get started with Joel, uh I want to uh congratulate Wayne and Connor King for winning the JKV tournament down there. Them guys got it going
1: on, ain't they? Yeah, 111.6 pounds. For Henderson, that's a pretty good weigh in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I've never
0: fished that area. I want to sometime and just, just haven't haven't gotten around to it. But uh like I say, I know we're gonna go over some of that stuff here at the end of the show, but um, I wanted to mention that because I'm so proud of Connor, and I know his mom and dad is, and Wayne and him are, are burning it up. The only way it could be been any better is if Jennifer had been in the boat with him. So, uh, family yeah. operation going on there, and they're doing a heck of a job. Yep, yep.
1: With that being said, we'll how's things out in the Ohio area? Hey, it's warm here. 65 degrees today. It's going to be there again tomorrow, but I think we're supposed to have a little bit of rain, but uh, man, that's unreal. Here it is. Uh, we're, we're almost at the end of February. Yep. And, and the snowflakes are non-existent. Alaska <laughs> is the only place that's got them right now. We was uh, talking before. I hope it Joel. stays that way.
0: Yeah, we was talking before the Joel and Joel said it was 75 over the weekend. I know it was because it was here and it was 70 today. I'm sitting here with no heater on and the window open and, uh, you can't beat that with a stick at the end of february i mean that's just as good no. as it is
1: no the only thing it makes it bad for is the guides that uh, plow snow they just they are not making any money this year that's for sure well i'm sure
0: carl moore so will will miss that but i'm sure that he's not going to miss being out there all hours of the no. day and out there <laughs> freaking to took us off either
1: no no uh,
0: it is what it is, but it's some great weather. Hey, we got Joe Roberts with us tonight. Joe lives Excuse just inside of Kansas, uh, fishes the Kansas River, the Missouri River, and he's going to tell us what it's like to fish in rivers. I know we talk about this a lot, Doc, but a lot of these guys don't understand when I tell them that we've got current over here.
1: Uh, <laughs> they don't understand
0: yeah. what it is till yeah.
1: they're on it. <laughs> right, yeah. Welcome to the show, Joe. Good to be here.
0: You, uh, you've been out all weekend, I guess, catching fish.
2: Yeah. Unfortunately, they've been crappie. Um, I ordered a new boat this what? year, this winter and it hadn't come in yet. So I'm forced to fish with my dad on his boat. And he says, no, <laughs> uh, no catfish on his boat. So I'm stuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's killing you, isn't it?
2: I guess they taste pretty good.
0: I guess they do. When, when are <laughs> you getting your boat?
2: Uh, it's supposed to be here in the middle of March.
0: Middle of Well, that's not too far off. You're just about there. What are you getting?
2: I bought a CR ProCat 200. Oh, cool. 175?
0: 200. 200. You getting a 200 motor on it? Yeah, they've raised the horsepower limit on them. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Mm -hmm. you'll be able to keep up them dudes now. I hope so. There's some pretty fast boats around here. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. (laughs) There's a lot of fast boats around here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah there is you know and um you you as well as i know that some of the toughest competitors in the united states come from our area uh yes, on the do. fish the waters that we fish in these tournaments every weekend yes there's i mean there's hundreds of great fishermen around here i mean there's
2: yep these guys know their stuff
0: Yeah, they do and, and you gotta have your you gotta have your stuff together if you jump in the water one of these tournaments in the midwest and and uh, up around your area is loaded with great fishermen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what's the difference between fishing the Kansas River and the Missouri River? Um, generally, it's going to be current. Um, yeah. th- in the springtime,
2: the Kansas, will we'll get some three, four mile an hour current. Um, but the most part, it's going to flow a half mile an hour to a mile an hour, and be very shallow. Um, you know, two, three, four foot deep in most of the places you can find a couple holes that are around 20 foot, um, whereas Missouri um, they're going to maintain eight feet deep in the channel. So the main difference is going to be the current. There's there's some big blues on the. Um, my personal best came off the lower Kansas River.
0: Um, you uh, you think those run back and forth from Missouri to up into Kansas River? Cons- I think so. Yeah, I, I they do here. I know. Uh, several of us have talked about the length of, uh, of uh, the Mississippi where the fish will be at the one dam one night and the next morning they'll all be uh, up or down river from where they was at the night before
2: right yeah the, the Kansas is one of the biggest you know tributaries to the Missouri you know, in this area and um, you know when the fish start making that spring run they run right up to Kansas and 16 miles up uh, we have a low head dam so they
0: they stop right there awesome awesome. Well, listen, I'm going to let Doc ask you a few questions, and uh, we'll, I've got some stuff wrote down here, and if he don't cover it, then we'll go back at it. Sounds good. All right, buddy. There you go, Doc.
1: All right, thanks. Okay, Joel, so you're on the Missouri River. Now, are you fishing right out in the main channel, or where, you know, walk me through where you're setting up and all that. Um, It really depends.
2: Um, some days, you know, we'll be on an outside bend, you know, that's 20 foot deep where the rocks and the sand meet. Um, then other times we'll be all the way up, you know, behind the dikes and, you know, a foot of water. Um, it really just depends on the time of year, you know, what the current's doing. Um, you know, if the river's flooded, um, you know, you're gonna have to run behind some of those dikes to be safe with your boat. And then also the fish, in my opinion, when it floods, you know, they're gonna they're gonna run out. And when they run out, um, the only place to go is behind those dikes. So really, I mean, you, you can be all across the river, just depending on you know, where you think they're going to be. Now, how much weight are you using to hold the bait down? In um, the main channel, if you're fishing on the rocks there, it'll probably be 10 to 12 ounces. Um, I don't go any lighter than 8 ounces. Um, but there are times when we'll throw a 16 ounce if you want to get it to try to stick um, up against the bank somewhere in the, in the heavy current. For bumping, we'll use as light as a three ounce and up to a six, um, depending on the depth and how
1: far away from the boat you want to keep your bait. Yeah. Now are you bump when you say you're bumping, are you are you moving bumping or are you anchored down and just bumping out behind the boat? Yeah. Between
2: half mile an hour, miles an hour. And you're maybe okay. behind the boat, 100 to 300 feet. Okay. What rods are you using? Uh, my anchor rods are a, a Kansas City rod shop. Um, John Jameson rod, he came up with years ago. Yeah. And then my bumping rod, I've used Lyle's Pro Drift, and I'm also using a Warrior Cat uh, bumping rod. It's They're all about the same, in my opinion. I mean,
1: they're yeah. they're all good rods. Yeah. Now, are you using uh, a three-way rig or uh, Carolina? Everything's with a three-way rig. Okay. It just
2: it's a you, you tend to get stuff back that way. If you run a Carolina rig and you're fishing the rocks and your your weight gets hung up, um, you know you're going to lose your whole rig. You lose the sinker, you yeah. know, your swivel, your leader, the whole nine yards. If you're using a three-way, I mean, if your your weight gets hung up. Um, you'll at least get the hook back uh, in a swivel. And if your hook gets hung up, then you'll at least get the weight back. So it doesn't always work that way, but generally you can get something back where you're not.
1: Yeah. Just for a whole rig. I gets very how, expensive. How, uh, how much of a dropper line are you using? About a foot or longer? Not, not a foot. Um, sometimes we'll go a little shorter, maybe six
2: inches. And then... I mean, other times I've gone up to maybe 18 to 24 inches if I'm bumping. Um, sometimes I like to keep them a little higher off the bottom. There's a lot of rocks and, and brush and structure. Um, just trying to help you keep your bait moving. Yeah. How long a leader? So I'd say about 24 inches. Okay. I don't bury that very much. I have some theories on on different links, but it never really panned out.
1: Okay, I got somebody wanting to know, did you catch a 94 from a boat or the bank? I was from a boat. Okay. Uh, Somebody asked that. uh, W uh, W Blake asked that on YouTube. That was uh, 2014. Um, I caught a
2: 96.4 pound blue. Were you bumping or were you anchored down? I was anchored. I was anchored by myself in a flooded river. Oh man! I got it in. It was a it was a chore. Yeah, I bet so. I, I thought I had the state record at the time. Um, it was the state record here is 102 pounds, and um, it was close.
1: Good deal. Uh, what reels? Uh, yeah, I got somebody asking what reels are you using. Um, I I only use Shimano Dakotas.
2: I played with the uh, Abby Garcia 7,000s, and they're they're a great reel. It um, started to make noise on me. Um, the, the paws seemed to wear out pretty quickly. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, I, I kept 10 or 15 spares in the boat, and, you know, it takes you 10 seconds to swap one out. But I found that the Dakotas to be a little bit smoother and um, run a little bit longer
1: without having to clean them. Okay, dirty or catfishing is asking on average, how much weight do you use to bump the Missouri? Um, My go to weight is a four ounce.
2: Okay. I'll throw a four on first and see if it's wanting to stay behind the boat. Um, You know, the slower you go with the boat, the more weight you're going to need. At 0.5 miles an hour, you know, and four miles an hour of current. You know, it may take a six ounce weight to keep me at 250 feet. Um, whereas I'm starting to go a little faster, you know, mile and a half or two miles an hour. If you can go to a three ounce, um, and maintain contact at the bottom.
1: Okay. I take You're using braid. You're not using monofilament. Yeah. 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 I use braid on everything. Bait poles, yeah. crappie poles. It, it doesn't matter. I just don't like the stretch. I'm still, I'm still a mono guy. I've always been a mono. Uh, the only time I'm using braid is when I'm bumping. That mono scares me. You get a weight hung up, you know, and
2: you're, you ain't got kind of a thing and it stretches out 15, 20 feet. I've always worried about that. Yeah.
1: Weight come flying back in the boat and hit me in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it snaps off, but when it, break, when it breaks, it's like a whip. and. If it catches you on the arm or on the face, boy, it'll light you right up. Like a twenty-two going off. Yeah, and that's what it sounds like when it busts.
2: And, and mine always seemed to break in the middle. It never break at the leader, you know, break at the swivel. It was always breaking halfway up the line. <laughs> <laughs> it had a bad spot in it. But, you know, you, you break off three or four times in the night, and the next thing you know, you're right. the line.
1: Right. Well, it wasn't for me. That's you know, too I know some guys love it yeah now I converted my 60 well my seven thousands. I put the ceramic Paul on them, and it seemed to do a lot better the ceramic yeah. does rather than the steel yeah I never tried those yeah I like, see. I'm, yeah the, the rods
2: my girlfriend uses um, the seven thousands are on those and, and I can still sling an abu 7,000 further than I can any other reel um they're a, they'll
1: get with the program uh-huh. Now your trolling motor. What are you? What are you running? Minn Kota. Yeah, I run a Minn Kota one twelve. Is that thirty six or is that twenty four? X. Okay. It is you
2: can't have enough trolling motor out there on that river. Um, no. Know. You know. The, some days if you know you may have to run it on eight or nine You know to get your speed right and, and you're only going to get You know four or five maybe six hours out of that and um, you know that cuts into a lot of your you know if your tournaments Eight hours and your batteries are dead within five. You know you got three hours to figure something out right So that's... With a bigger boat now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess around with maybe putting a generator on the front deck and seeing how that works. I know it's not suggested by Minn Kota, but
1: but. We'll oh, keep to keep your batteries charged up. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of the bow fishermen, um, you
2: do that with, with generators and with the lights. And they also do it with their, their trolling motors. Um, I've got some friends that are really big into that. And um, that's what they do. And it's it seems to work. Hmm. But like I said the the motors are only rated you know at 36 volts and if you're charging a battery at 14 you're what almost you know 40 volts or whatever. 42 yeah. maybe. So you're you're quite a bit above what Minkota suggested for those motors. Okay. Surely there's some threshold there, I guess. We'll find out. <laughs>
1: Okay, uh, dirty or catfishings wanting to know your favorite area to bump bends current seams off of dikes. It'd be outside bends. Um,
2: the Missouri River is full of you know wing dikes on the inside bends, but a lot of the outside bends um, will have little you know, L dikes or whatever you want to call them, little L shaped dikes on the outside bends. Um, those are always pretty good. Um, i like to find those i like to find out those dikes like that they're blown out you know you may have a you know, in 20 foot of water maybe out of the water then you got a, a part that's broken up or the flood waters have broken it up um, so you got a lot of big boulders behind there and you'll catch logs and a lot of structure <clears throat> so i like bumping through those They they generally do pretty well but with i've tried it in the middle of the river i mean i've tried it along the dikes i've tried it behind the dikes um, it, it works everywhere. Um, it's just a matter of you know getting that bait in front of the fish. hmm What electronics are you using? I run a hummingbird Onyx, the Onyx Ten Touch. Oh, new ones. Uh, it's not the it's not the brand new one they came out with. It. It's it's about three years old. Yeah.
1: That's, yeah, that's a good.
2: It's the bird's touchscreen.
1: Yeah, I like it. I run Lawrence, and I like to touch screen, but I have a tendency of, you know, I'll see a fish or I'll see something, and I stick my finger there, and then it, you know, dunk. Then I got cl- to clear it off.
2: I Like the touch screen, but now that I have it, I could never, I couldn't go back. I know, um, yeah. It's so nice if you if you want to put a waypoint, you know, on Hummingbird, you'll have a WP, you know, one hundred. Units, the old units, you had to go through and use a, a little four-way to change the name of it.
1: Yeah.
2: I would want to come minutes to to write it in. Well, now with the touch screen, you've got a full keyboard where I can simply type it in, and I'm, I'm I
1: mean, that by itself is worth it to me. Yeah, yeah. That's how I'm, I'm, never I'm looking the same at. way. Yeah, rants the same way. A keyboard comes up, boy. You can really go, and and the yeah. one thing I like about mine is it's got the note section, so I can put down what I've seen or, you know, what's there and that kind of stuff. I don't know if the hummingbird has that.
2: I'm not sure if it has notes. You can take each time you do a, a waypoint, you can make it like a screenshot and save that to an SD card, which is kind of nice. Yeah. So after the day. Done. You can go back through and hit points. You can see those twenty waypoints in order to, to come home and look at it on your computer and really kind of study what you're looking at to see if you know if you're you know behind a log. You know now you can look at it for 10-15 minutes on your computer, blowing up and and you know, see what you're looking at.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: On on the water, it's kind of tough to you know stare at a yeah. screen for fifteen minutes. You know, Think it might be you want yeah, to kind of busy. Right, I got other stuff going on.
1: <laughs> okay, I got another question here. Uh, how fast were you bumping and still caught fish, and how fast was the boat moving? Um, you know, current speed, I've, I've caught
2: them, um, you know, and, and maybe close to five, six miles an hour by that point. Um, and I've caught fish bumping and... and Four and a half, five miles an hour. Okay. It just depends on how active they are. You know, know, half the current speed. That's the the general rule of thumb. Um, You know, and if I go, you know, go through an area and scan, and you know, mark four or five fish and bump through it at two miles an hour and don't catch anything. You know, it's generally not your bait. It's your 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 presentation isn't right. So then the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to slow down. You know, I'm to, I'll slow down as much as I can high and, and bump back through them again and see if I catch one. If I catch one then, then I know it's, I've got to slow down. You as you can run three and a half, four miles an hour, and they're still going to hit it. Hmm.
1: Interesting. Yeah, dirty Gore so that's some good information. Appreciate it. What do you you got for him, Lyle?
0: Well, I've got a couple questions here on the Catfish Weekly chat. Joel, uh, Tony Meyer would like to know, are you bumping this time of the year? And uh, I will add to that that uh, what temperature do you feel like is is the time to start bumping uh, in the springtime of the year? Um. Everybody says 55 degrees,
2: which in the fall, I would agree with that. And um, I personally haven't had much luck pre-spawn. Um, once the spawn's over, you know, into July, up probably October, maybe even November, that's when I do the best. I'm sure you can probably catch them now. One of them. I'm sure you can catch them great pre-spawn. Um, I just personally haven't had much luck doing that way.
0: What, what about dragon bait? Say you go to the lake and, and you're dragging D you, is there any particular time of the year that you feel that you shouldn't be doing that? Or is there times that you think it's better?
2: You can catch fish dragon all year long. Um, as long as you're going slow enough. As long as you go slow enough. And, and you may find a winter day where they, you know, you can buzz past them at a mile an hour and they're still going to hit it. <laughs> right. It's all about targeting, you know, active fish and, Some days you got to coax them a little bit, but, you know, if they're going to feed, you know, they're they're chasing shad down at the lake. You know, shad don't swim, you know, a quarter mile an hour right past her face. Right. He's going to try to get away, and if they want it,
0: they're they're going to go get it. I agree. Tony Clayton would like to know what kind of hooks is your choice to use when you're bumping and stuff. Uh, Bumping, I've been experimenting. I've been using
2: the – the Daiichi or Team Catfish, whoever else makes them, that the the double action eight dot hook. With um, it, I feel like I miss a lot of fish on them though, and so I've been experimenting with J hooks. Um, they're pretty expensive, so I feel
0: pretty bad when I lose one, but <laughs> I'll probably be all right. Um, Have you tried the? Uh Big, uh, the Gamagatsu big game hooks, big river hooks. Those are the ones that's I've not found anything that's reasonably close to what they'll do. They just the hookup ratio is great. And when, when that fish is trying to take that rod out of your hand and you're trying to pull back, they seem to work really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've tried a couple of them and
2: uh, I grew up bass fishing, so I'm, I'm used to the if you've got a rod in my hand, I'm pitching or something and, and something thumps it i'm gonna thump it back i'm gonna do it all. that's right and so and that may be my problem with with the uh the double action hooks i may be busy with a mama.
0: right but I, I like those type of those style hooks when if i'm uh if on dead sticks drifting really <laughs> yeah those double action type hooks they work really well oh, okay. yeah uh, when you're dead sticking and, and uh, drifting down through there, not hand rodding, but it's have them in rod orders. They work really well for that.
2: Well, they, they work real well when you can reel down on something. Exactly. You know, if he's got holding it and you can reel down, it's nine times out of ten, maybe more. You're gonna you're gonna put the hook in them.
0: Yep, I agree. I agree, Tony. I would also like to know in tournament, uh, do you look for huge fish or numbers of fish? Numbers first. For starters, or for the whole tournament? I think he's locked up. We're losing. locked up. Oh, yeah, you way. locked up. I'm oh, sorry. Give us your answer again, that's all right. I know you have a poor internet connection. That's yeah. part of doing this, like we got. Right. Um, I, I'm gonna look for five fish. I don't I mean I don't care how big they. I don't care if they're two pounds. Um, I'm gonna look for five fish. Um, and then I'm going to start working from there. Now, after you get your limit of fish in the boat, are you looking for certain types of fish to upgrade? Or are you still just looking for looking to upgrade? It depends. I mean, we fish a lot of night tournaments.
2: Uh, 99% of our tournaments we fish are, are at night. And so I like to to drill, whatever the case may be, you know, until 2 o'clock in the morning, um, somewhere along there that I'm a nap, and so I'll go sit on a sandbar or a current seam or something and throw some big baits out. And hopefully, while I'm snoozing, um, want to rip the rod down. <laughs> I, I, do a, I do a lot of sleeping on the river.
0: <laughs> somebody else mentioned that about you. I don't remember who it was now, but somebody else told me that, uh, it, and then tight tournaments, they every once in a while knew that you was snoozing. <laughs> I, I,
2: I snooze more than I probably should.
0: Well, I'm do you miss many, many full
2: range of the boat?
0: Any fish when you're sleeping? No. Okay,
2: well, matter. I catch my biggest fish when I'm sleeping. <laughs> well, whoever I'm fishing with, I, I tell them, you know, keys are in the boat. If, if I'm sleeping, and you want to go somewhere? I mean, I trust you enough. Fire it up and do what you think you need to do.
0: That's right. Wait up! I might not. We'll see. Yeah, you can always go back to them places. You know that's uh, that's one of the things that, that people don't understand. They they don't know that if if you move from a spot doesn't mean you can't go back to that spot. A lot of guys never will go back. If if yeah. you know, like you was talking earlier, if if we're in a place and we put five fish in a boat and they're really not what we're looking for, but they give us our limit, and we go looking for something else and can't get them to go anywhere else, I'm not gonna go back to that spot because just because you caught five. Unders does not mean there's not a couple overs laying in there with them. Right. Now I'm going to ask you a question here, and, I, and you and I have talked about this before because we talk every once in a while at night when we're all up. And um, what would you think about um, a lot of these tournament directors doing the five fish limit with a two over and three under, even in places where that's not the law? Right. I.
2: Uh- I don't see a problem with it i think it adds a little bit to the competition um you know that there's guys out there who are really good at catching five fish um you know they they, they catch big fish too but you can guarantee it when they come to weigh and they're bringing in five fish right guys who may bring in one fish but it weighs, it weighs 65 70 pounds um it's kind of a, a way to to level the playing field where everybody can you know, be even. Um, I agree. Um, but i like them to have, like you say, you know, a, a two over, three under type of deal.
0: Um, well, I think we're all hoping that the regulations will change that way statewide for a lot of us. At this particular time, it's not there, but uh, we just keep pushing and maybe we'll get it. One of the holdups that we're having now is Illinois's regulations are so crappy that, uh the other people are afraid they're going to make going to make them mad and personally i really could care less whether illinois really gets mad about it or not but uh you know when they start allowing boat fishing uh that's just kind of giving all the catfishermen the finger as far as i was concerned that's that's legal in kansas you can uh, boat uh,
2: fish, you can noodle them and you yeah,
0: 33 hooks on a trot line i mean you name it crazy. you can do it and then they, they wonder why that that uh the big tournaments don't go to their area and drag in all that revenue. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry to talk about your state like that, but that's, that's the way that's it is. Not, it's yeah. been, it's been said multiple times. I mean, um,
2: it, the noodling thing is I get it. My, my, grandpa did it. Um, I don't agree with it, but I understand why those guys are doing, it, but you've got to put some sort of regulation on those guys. Um, you know, from pulling those big fish off the nest all the time. Well, that's what they're doing, and they never go back. They're, they don't go back. No. You know, they're there for one reason and one reason only, and they're, you know, they're
0: vulnerable. Um, yep. It's it's easy. And I mean, every, every time that they do that, they lose that whole litter of fry. Every time. You know, I'm going to tell you something here. Uh, since you've been talking with me, Rob Gregg has sent me a picture of a couple of pretty nice fish he caught over the weekend. He's holding them both up at the same time. I, 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 you know, pitchers are deceiving. He's got them up close to him, and we all know how big Rob is. And I'm guessing upper 30s. They might be close to 40. They're pretty good, pretty good-looking fish. And he, told, he sent me a message, and you'll, you'll appreciate this. Uh, he caught a 15, 18, and 22 all at one time. He sent me a couple videos. I didn't watch him, but he caught 20-plus fish and five in the slots and no overs other than those two that he's showing. And he didn't weigh those, so he don't know how much it was. Uh, and he said he got his shad down by uh, by Warsaw, so uh, he had a pretty good day. That's pretty easy to get bait up there at Warsaw,
1: for a yeah.
0: right, now, uh, you know. Now, when you're getting your bait, or, or uh, when you're fishing the rivers, do you try to get your bait out of the river systems, Joel?
2: I, um, not very successful at it. Um, we have the Asian carp, and they're 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 pretty thick in this area. When I first started fishing the river, drainage ditch that I could go to every time, and I could catch 10 or 15 big shad, you know, 12, 13, 14 inches anymore. The only time I can get fresh bait on the river is in the springtime um, when the creeks are flooded. Um, you find a clear water creek that feeds the river, and I guarantee there's gold eyes, skipjack, shad, whatever you want is in, inside that creek if you're willing to throw a net enough. I can't get bait. Um, there's a lot of city lakes around me. There's two of them that are chuck full of shad. Um, they're not very big shad, but they're they're 8 9 inches. I mean, that's plenty big. Yep. And then I also have a, a couple power plant lakes in the area. So you I can, can shad get it. To- I, I can get it if I if I want to drive enough and and mess around enough, I I can get it. Okay. Um, I can get the shad.
0: Now, when you're going to these tournaments and stuff, and and you know you've got to have something besides just shad for your bait for your tournament, uh, do the skipjack make it your far up? You're as far up as you are up the Missouri River. They do. Um, not
2: very many. Um, I think I've probably caught. Oh, um, I know that they're here. I've busted up on them before, but I never have a I mean, to catch them. Um, so I know they're here. Though. I don't think the schools are very big. Okay. And um, I've got a lot of baby skipjack as well. So I know they're they're spawning. They're doing their thing here. So hopefully in a couple of years we'll, we'll have a good population of them.
0: Do you think them skipjack go up and down the rivers like the blue cat do? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. And and some guys will say no, they don't think they do, but I believe they do because when we're fishing, oh yeah, you never catch one when you're fishing. Uh, the only time you catch them skipjack, even in, in our area, is when somebody happens to get into a school of them and you go down there and you get as many as you can and they're gone again. You know, and yeah, nobody's, They're nomads. No more, I don't—I have no idea where they go. <laughs> Nobody seems to have that information. That's what I'm looking for is the guy that can say, oh, yeah, this is where they go. And I, that's what I'm looking for right there. I
2: mean, they're like the gold eye or moon eye, whatever they are. And there's times of the year where you can you can tear them things up, and then a week later, you can spend all weekend looking for them. You won't find one. I don't know. I don't know
0: where they go. I don't either. If I could figure that out. I can make a lot yeah. of money. Well, if you figure it out, you got to tell your old buddy Lyle where them babies are at. <laughs> I, I've got a
2: good friend of mine who he's figured them out, and he's that's right. I wouldn't say every time you can go catch them, but if anybody's going to catch them, I bet money on him.
0: Well, I, I know some guys that live out in Indiana and places that are real successful on the Moon Eye. They, they're really good at it. Uh, they have a technique that they use to get them, and it works. You know, the uh, it just uh, – they believe in them, and I do too. I like Moon Eye. I like skipjack real well. Uh, yeah. This time of the year, though, my favorite bait, no matter whether I'm on the lake – course, the lake, you got to be using shad because there is no skipjack in the lake. But uh, even in uh, – even in the uh, the rivers this time of the year, my favorite bait to use is Shad, just if, if I can yeah. find it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what yeah. it is. About that. As the weather warms up, then I'll, I'll go to the Skipjack and the Moon Eye and different things. I'll take Shad all winter, all the way up to the
2: Spawn. Uh, that's my bait of choice, if I, if I can find it. And then after the yeah. Spawn, I'll go to Skipjack, Frozen Skipjack that we
0: buy, Um, or Asian carp. Asian carp, um, this is my feeling on Asian carp. Everybody says, oh, they stink, they're nasty, their eyes are in the wrong spot, and they are. They're down on the bottom of their head. They are. (laughs) But they have become a natural food source because they're never going to get rid of them. They're here. We're stuck with them. Uh, And until they get so big, these fish can't eat them, they're going to eat them. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah.
2: That's and they're easy to get. I mean, and if I'm going to go fish on the river, I'm going to have Asian carp with me. I may not throw it, you know, but my two biggest fish have come from Asian carp. Right. And right. I know a lot of guys who biggest fish have come from Asian carp. And exactly because you can, you can make little one by one cubes if you want to, or you can make a, a 20 inch long piece of bait. If that's what you think the fish want. Um, you, you can just do whatever you want to do with it. Whereas a skipjack, you know, you, sometimes you can't get a big old monster piece of bait out of it mm-hmm. or or wherever, wherever else you may be using. Right. You know, it is. and it stays on the hook. Oh yeah. You can't get it off.
0: <laughs> you cut it off. You know, you off.
2: <laughs> you know you take the hook and wiggle T- it around, make a big old hole in it. And
0: eventually you can back the hook out of it. You can't, it's, it's tough. Tony Caton says, if you get time to get with him and Caleb and they'll take you out on the James River.
2: I'm actually going to be in South Carolina here in a couple of weeks. Cool. I'm going to have to talk to the boss.
0: About getting there. <laughs> well, you know, I think them guys, well, you'd have a good time with them boys out there. I'm pretty sure of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, I just got some more pictures from uh, – Ethan Starr, him and Ben Cordy, was out on the Missouri River in what he calls an impromptu tournament, and they absolutely caught some giants, 80.14 and a 58.13. I guess what they're trying to say, Joel, is you need to get that boat in here because that crappie fishing ain't going to cut it if them guys are catching 80s. I'm (laughs) I'm fully aware it ain't cutting (laughs) it. So I, your dad does I, not I really do catfish. It's no fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, does your dad not catfish? Just, um,
2: I got him started on it a couple of years ago, and uh, we were fishing the dam on the on the Kansas River, and I caught a sixty, and it was right below the dam. The water was, I mean, it was it was running hard, and um, he had never seen anything like that, <laughs> and you know, we got it in, and he, you know, I think from that moment on he was. He wasn't necessarily hooked, but he was definitely definitely interested.
0: I bet. And I've, I've got him bumping now, and he's he's pretty good at it. Oh, well, good, good. You know, I, I consider bumping um, a new type of way to fish. You know, we we some of us have been doing it for several years, uh, and others are just now getting interested in it, figuring it out, learning it, because some people can pick up a bumping rod, and they can bump right off the bat. And others have to practice at it and it takes some time to understand what they're looking for, what the feel is. Uh, And some guys bump with, like I say, the Gamagatsu big river hook, where they set the hook and other guys do it with a circle hook. And I've seen them sit there and wait till the rod loads up. Then they reel down uh, and that's, uh, that works. I've done it that way. It just doesn't suit my way of doing it. But it's a, it's a new concept in the way we fish. It's sort of like planer boards. That's a new concept now in the way we fish and every way that you can figure out uh, is, is one more feather in your cap to put more fish in the boat. And this time of the year from with the water temperature warming up like it is, the water's in the, the mid upper 40s in a lot of areas right now. Uh, if I was on the lake, I promise you, I would have them planer boards out. Now it might be a little bit early for me to get a bumping rod out on the river, but I'm not telling you I wouldn't try it because if I'm struggling to put fish in a boat, you can sure cover a lot more water if you're bumping for in fish.
2: That's that's with fishing in general. If you're you know if you're anchoring on you know, holes for three four hours and you don't catch a fish, you know. At some point in time you gotta you know cut the cord and and, you know if if I'm fishing the river and I've anchored everywhere I can think of you know when it's cold like this you know I'll bring the rod out you know you never
0: know any worse that's exactly right and one thing that I have never forgot uh, oh he said those wasn't present caught fish he just thought we'd like to see them well believe me I do like to see them Ethan thank you We had uh, Carl Morris on the show a couple of times, but uh, one time in particular he was on the show with us, and Carl told me that he don't even put an anchor in his boat even in the wintertime. And he told us this on the show. He's drifting some way no matter what. Uh, Carl Morris uh, is very successful. And uh, that's telling me that uh, maybe I ought to look into more of what he's talking about and not do as much. I'm telling you right now, if I can fish without ever having to pull another anchor, I'm a happy camper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. I
2: pull one up in five mile hour current.
0: Yeah. Tony says he agrees. There's been three over a hundred pounds down there. That's, that's amazing. They got it going on out there right now. Yes, they do. That's that's uh, that's I think the everybody thought. does. Just so the there's been a lot of fish caught right now, a lot yeah. of good fish. There there I were try some guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, Joe, I'm pretty sure I know a place where you could get into a boat. Uh, if <laughs> sure if I could, if, if a if a tournament come up and you decided you wanted to go, because you know. Cindy always wants to fish, and right now I can't fish. I have zero weight. So uh <laughs> maybe, but uh, yeah. I can't I can't pull one over the side, I can't rod and reel one, can't do anything for a few weeks. So uh That's all I need. I a the driver. Yeah, yeah, I can be the designated driver and I don't drink during mm-hmm. tournaments, but after it's over, after watching you guys catch all the fish, I might want to. <laughs> I'll be there with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, last year i knowed you and we talked online for a long time mm-hmm. several several years probably and and uh, we went to the brunswick tournament and and i really enjoyed the day the afternoon while we was all waiting to go out visiting with you up there we had a really good time um yeah. I, I you know that is an outstanding tournament in a big fish area and uh, I feel like that you, as a lot of other per- people, are really, really looking forward to that Brunswick tournament that's coming up this year. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's
2: a good place to fish. It's, it's dark at night. It's I like it that way. Um, you know, there's no lights out on the river. There's the a little bit wider than what it is here in Kansas City. And it's just it, – it holds big fish. I mean, we see it every single year. Um, and then the Brunswick tournament, you know, the – The town gets behind it. You know, everybody's, you know, kind of pumped up about the tournament, and people show up to weigh-ins at 8 o'clock in the morning. You know, they they know what kind of fish are out there, but they want to see them again, you know. know,
0: Did you ever in your life see anything more exciting than the Calcutta that was held there last year? It was – I didn't quite understand it at first. Um, They got it going pretty quickly, but
2: as it it took off, you know, I was kind of surprised at how much money, you know, people were bidding on these teams, you know. (laughs) 150, 175
0: bucks on me, and thinking I don't know who you are, but and I like to think they Nathan knew. Nathan. That's good. Yeah, do you think they knew who you was, or they think they just wanted involved in the program? I hope they knew who I was.
2: <laughs> I was random, random bidding on everybody, but it's a, it's, a, it's another thing you can add to the tournament. It's you know it's something else to, to do the night. Before. You know you got everybody together. You know you you drink a couple beers. You have the barbecue across the street. And it's just a good time to,
0: cross to the guys that you, you tournaments. sit down and talk to them for a while. You know, well, it's always that's, about. That's exactly right. I, I know we had a good time up there. I spent uh, quite a bit of time talking with Bo Brockman. I don't get to talk to bro, Bo very much. And we had a great time. Of course, uh, Brian Sanders was there and, and uh, I got to visit with him a little bit and, um, I can't think of her name right now, but his his girlfriend has a son that's in the military, and I read all them posts about them them boys that's in the military. And uh, it was nice to visit with her for just a second about that because you know she's so proud of him being in there, and and makes all those posts about that. And I read every one that I see, and and I don't see all the posts that are being made, but uh, that's really. A uh, personal thing with me since both of my boys was in the military and and it's important that uh, these boys step up and, and do their thing and then I'm so happy for them
2: yeah absolutely
0: but I think that I think it's going to be a big deal at Brunswick this year I I'm hoping for a lot of the guys from out of out of town and out of state will show up uh, they need to come up and experience the, the Missouri River and and find out what it's all about because There's going to be some monster fish caught up there, and they're going to have a great time. Yeah. The the Missouri River, it's a – I mean, it's a – it can get wild.
2: (laughs) But if you you use your head, you know, you you, you be smart about what you're doing, it's it's not that bad. No. It's not. It's not. Anybody can fish it. You know, I think you and I a couple weeks ago were talking about a guy that, you know, you go out and sit on a, a switch or sit on a sandbar all night long. I mean, your chances of hooking into a, a, a pig, it's, it's there. I mean, you could win the tournament with one fish. That's exactly right. You have three or four waypoints that you're going to hit all night. You know, you, you go to the first one to start with, and you can point anchor there and the next one in the morning. I mean, it's treacherous, but it's if you use your head, it, you'll be just fine. You just
0: need to make a game plan and stick to it. Absolutely. Tony would like to if you're now. gonna be at the catfish conference, Joel. I will not be at the catfish conference. Will not make the catfish conference. Okay. All right. Too, so much, that's work. Going,
2: Too much stuff going on.
0: Well, yeah. Uh, for to be able to fish, you gotta be able to fund it. And that's that's <laughs> sometimes it's a downfall for some of us, but uh, it's a necessary evil. I wish I could figure it out how to not have to work anymore. Well, if you win every tournament you go to, you'll have enough money.
2: I don't know. I got to pay for that new boat somehow.
1: <laughs> hey, got I do you. have. Yeah, I got a question coming off of YouTube. It says, "Do you guys ever use live bait?" Um, I don't personally use live bait very much, but I know a lot of guys
2: that do. Um, just keep them alive. Um, my old boat that I had before, I didn't have a bait t- tank in it. I just had the live well to keep the bait alive. Um, I think there's probably times of the year where, where live bait would, would outfish cut bait um it's just for me it, it i was confident in using cut bait it was easier for me to you know throw the bait in the cooler and, and call it good uh, um, i didn't have to worry about the live bait but you if you can keep the bait alive and have access to it i mean i would definitely try it there's no reason not to I and mean, that's what they're that's what they're naturally going to eat anyway so Right, do you,
0: yeah, do you do much flathead fishing, Joel.
2: No, I, I can't figure them things out.
0: Can't figure them out <laughs> if That's, I catch one. It's pure luck, yeah. I love to catch them, I really I do. do my,
1: favorite, I, my favorite fish,
0: my they're the king. I, I catch. catch a couple, of
1: them in my
0: but uh, you just in our area, you just can't catch them consistently enough to try for them in tournaments out there where Doc's at they target them for tournaments
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
0: they're they're
2: out there i know they're there there was a hundred and flathead caught on a trot line two years ago um, right in kansas city
0: right and i remember that they're there there was what was that one caught in jeff city i just got a or something I don't three know. or four years ago big <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love to tank was caught off But, yeah, I love the flatheads, but like I say, we just – nobody has consistently figured out how to put them in the boat during a tournament, and the blues you can put in the boat. So, if you're going to win tournaments in our immediate area, you're probably going to need some blues. Chasing blues. Yep. That's exactly right. I'll tell
1: you – Did you you ever uh, – Go ahead, Doc. I'll tell you somebody's got it figured out, at least catching on tournaments. That's Chris Saunders, because that's how he yeah, won he the King did. Cap. Yes, yeah. he did. Because he was targeting flatheads the whole time he was fishing. Yeah, Chris a great guy
0: too. I hope we get to visit with him this weekend down at the catfish conference.
1: Yeah, he's coming down. He's bringing Joe Cassidy with him. So
0: Oh, cool. I've known Joe online yeah. right
1: for years. We
0: met him a couple of times, but we'll have to get them guys on on the show with us down there. Be fun. Yeah. Be fun. Joel, how many times do you get out to Nebraska out there, to Calamus or some of them places? Do you fish any channel cat tournaments?
2: Um, I've never fished in, in a lake in Nebraska. I've fished a river in Nebraska. Um, I'm just not much of a lake guy. And I'm not much of a channel cat guy either, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, some, there's some big fish up there in Calamus. I mean, 25, 30-pound channel cats. I mean, that's,
0: that's That's a, a haul. Yeah, now I—I've never been there. I understand it's a pretty small lake. I'd really like to try it sometime. I think it'd be a blast. Yeah, I've looked at it on the map. It's not very deep, really.
2: From what I remember, it wasn't. I see. Well, Nebraska has those weird bait laws where you can't throw a cast net in some lakes, and I don't—I don't understand all of it, but I know it makes it
0: pretty tough. I always hear the guys, yeah. here, you know, complaining about how tough it is and. Right. I'm thinking a deal like that, if you went out there to a place like that, you probably would want to get in with a local guy to fish the first one or so to kind of figure everything out to make sure you didn't do anything you wasn't supposed to do, uh, just to keep you in trouble. All
2: right. Anytime you cross state lines, you know, you to make sure you know what the what the laws are. Um, right. No sense, no sense in breaking the law on accident and have to pay right. a fine for something you
0: just didn't know. Well, you know, it's bad enough that you got to pay the fine, but then everybody finds out about it, and then you're this or you're that, and and right. I don't want to go through all that, you know, on our, you know, especially on an honest mistake like that, and it happens. I, I've seen it happen to guys online. and make an honest mistake, and they get ridiculed for it, and, and it shouldn't be that way. But it is what right. it is, you know. Yeah, nothing you can do about it, you know, own up to it and say, yeah, nope.
2: it was an accident. That's right. That's exactly right. Anybody, That's all. Anybody that knows you, you know. They'll know they'll that know you that did it on accident. They know you weren't trying to. to
0: that's 100% correct. So are you right. planning on getting in the Catfish Weekly National Championship? I'm going to try. Well.
2: I've got to win a couple tournaments, I guess. I've got them wrote down of which ones I've
0: got. Well, there, there's no. some reason I think you'll make it. I, I have every confidence you will, and I've told that to a couple other guys that, that i feel very secure that will make it you know there's a lot of great fishermen out there but like i said earlier in in our immediate area and i'm talking about missouri illinois kansas iowa tough guys here to compete against every week that we go out uh these guys they plan on taking your money they don't just show up to catch fish
2: no they want they want your money and yeah. that that catfish weekly tournament, I mean, you're going to have nationwide, you know, the best of the best. I mean, let alone the money you can you can possibly win just for the bragging rights.
0: You know, say I'm the oh I'm the, yeah I'm the yeah. national champion. That's right. That's exactly That's, right. It's going to be a blast. I uh I've tried every way to figure out a way that I could fish it. I just don't see how I can possibly do that, but. Uh, like I said before, I'm going to try to get, make sure that Cindy and our son is qualified and I'll be pulling for them, but I'll be pulling for everybody that's in it. It doesn't, you know, as long as everybody has a good time and, and catches a lot of fish, it's going to be a success. That's, that's what it's going to be all about. You know, betcha, you betcha. You can
2: friends from across the country, seeing people again. And, you know, that's not that's many a hard guys from the Midwest. Everybody wants to go to the Mississippi or, or, you know, East of the Mississippi. So this will be, you know, the first time, that these guys have to come across that that state line there, and um, and fish these waters, you know, and Lake of the Ozarks is like a lot of water to cover, and there's plenty of fish there. Oh, you if if you don't catch five fish out there, I mean, you weren't fishing.
0: <laughs> you weren't trying very hard, was you You're
2: You were fishing on credit with, with the bare hooks. <laughs> not possible to not catch five
0: Well, We're really excited about it. We're working real hard to make it the biggest and the best that we can possibly do. So I think it'll be a great time. And uh, Joe, you know, we're running on about an hour. I appreciate you being on the show with tonight. It's just been outstanding having you on here. You shared a lot of great information with us and, and talked to us about a lot of things and answered a lot of questions. And and that's uh, uh, getting this information out to the guys that don't know and that are asking the questions and even helping guys that are seasoned veterans in the sport, understand a different way might, you know, help them in another way too. So we really appreciate what you're doing. Not a problem. That's make the sport grow. I mean, that's exactly right. And, and guys like you and others is, is the reason it's growing like it is. And, and like I say, we appreciate you being on there. If you have any sponsors or any special people that you'd like to thank, and you better mention Shelby's name, uh, go ahead and do that at this time. Well, it's just
2: Shelby and you know, all my friends and family um, that support me, you know, fishing all the time. That's all I do. And, you know, without these people around me, there's no way I could do this. It's all them.
0: That, that's exactly the, the way it is you know and uh uh i've done all kinds of stuff to until i signaled in on the the, the catfishing and and uh, this is something cindy and i can do together and she didn't start fishing tournaments with me i fished with other guys and i fished with my boys and you know they got to the point where they was after chasing girls or chasing cars or doing this or that and she wanted to fish one and she's been my partner ever since so it, it worked out for me and and, uh, and it's, it, I don't have a problem if, if she'd say, hey, I don't want to fish with you. I want to go fish with Doc this weekend. I'm, I'm good with that. You know, uh, I, I would be all right because she wants to go, and that makes it so much easier for me. And when you get support from your family and your friends uh, standing behind you, it just makes the whole deal go a little bit easier. Right. Mm-hmm. And when, when you take your significant other, you know, you can spend a little more time on the water,
2: and it's, you know, it's, it's, a good, it's a good way to spend time together. Absolutely. There's a lot of other things to be doing together.
0: Absolutely. good one. Well, listen, Joel, thank you so much. Stay in touch. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure I'll be talking to you at some tournaments later on this year. And uh, uh, anything that comes up or anything we can do to help you in any way or questions, uh, feel free to give me a shout. And I'm liable to holler at you if I need to find some bait if I'm in your area. Works for me. All right, buddy. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. All Thanks, right. Joel. Thank you. Uh, Doc O'Joel shared a lot of great information with a lot of people, answered a ton of questions. Uh, That's, you know, that's the kind of stuff that we have to have in the sport to make it grow. And he understands that he's got a very good concept on, on what it takes to make the catfishing
1: industry better. Yeah. I like it when people share, you know, a lot of the information because, you know, yeah, I fish current, but uh, nothing like what you guys got, you know, current for me is one mile an hour. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I get on the Missouri, and it's zipping along at six, six, seven seven mile an hour. On the Mississippi, we were looking at what down there, four, five, something like that. We got into some seven, but most of it was four and five, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great time. I know you got a bunch of stuff to the show up with. I know that you've got a bunch of results and
1: stuff. So uh, let's yeah.
0: go.
1: And then you can All tell right. us about,
0: about the tip of the night.
1: Okay, uh, just let me give a shout out to uh, Cassie Winder. She put a 74.12 pound blue in the boat today with Adam. So I've seen it. That. That's, that's one that the commercial guys haven't got yet. So That's a pretty yeah. good fish. I've seen good that before. So that's a great fish. Yeah, like Lynn said, you go, girl. Absolutely. All right. JKV tournaments uh, that was out of uh, uh, Geneva, Kentucky, right across from uh, Diamond Island. First place, Wayne and Connor King, 111.6 pounds. Second, Dale Kearns, Greg Edwards, 103.3 pounds. Third, Stephen Fancher and Mike Head, 62.5 pounds. Pounds and fourth Adam Winder and Kelly Cressley, fifty nine point four pounds big fish Aaron Wheatley, Rusty Morris, fifty eight point nine pound blue. That's an outstanding
0: fish for that area. I sent uh, Rusty a message. He said he caught it on a rod he got from me a year or two ago. Real pleased with that. You guys keep going. Them two make a
1: pretty good team. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah, and I bet they have a blast too.
0: Oh, I can't imagine them I'm not.
1: Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet they really do. Yeah, and they they had some pretty bad. Those guys had some pretty bad conditions. Weatherman was way off. I can, you know, everybody looked like drowned rats when they were uh, uh, showing the pictures on TV. I know that one. Uh, I looked. I looked on the monitor and I seen that Adam standing there, and it looked man. I mean, he was. He looked like he was soaked from head to toe. So yeah, the weatherman didn't do him no justice down there. King well, Cat King Cat tournament out of Santee Cooper. First place: Shane Queen and Blake Williams, two hundred and eight point eight eight pounds. Second place: James Saxon and Richard Wimmer. pounds. Third, Cecil Minhouse, Jason Withrow, 179.74 pounds. Now, this this team right here was kind of interesting. On day one, they were in 13th place, and they jumped from 13th to third. Just in one, you know, I mean, they must have gotten on some fish that second day so Absolutely. fourth place lee hardy brandon tate 177.88 pounds big fish billy parton and dan robinson 73 pound blue giant yep absolute stud. yep and that's uh that's all the tournament results i've got nobody else sent me anything
0: you know i i want to give a shout out to Jeremy Cole and them guys at the Cabela's King Cat stuff uh, doing the live feed. Uh, yeah, There's a lot of people that couldn't make that tournament that wanted to be there, and it's not the same when you watch it on live, but you still get an idea of what's going on. You get to see all the people when they run them up there and they weigh their fish, and it's very entertaining for us guys that couldn't make the tournament and uh, I, I think it's really cool that they spend the time and effort. And I know every place they go, you can't have the internet connection to do that. But when they do, uh, a, a lot of us sit here and watch them, uh, you know, because it's yeah. going to be some time before I get on uh, to do that. But, uh, you know, I can still sit here and enjoy watching them weigh in fish. So that's, that's pretty outstanding. Yes, I do. So what do you got for a tip tonight?
1: All right, Doc's tip for tonight is keep him hook sharp. And now I'm having trouble with my thing here. Oh, there it goes. All right. Uh, Rapala makes a uh, real nice uh, sharpener that uh, it'll get circle hooks and it'll also get the regular hooks. And you can put a, you know, if you see a hook that's dull, you can put a real sharp tip on it using this thing. It's got uh, several different grooves, and it'll work on several different size hooks. So uh, keep those tips sharp. Uh, you only get one shot at uh, getting a, a monster in the boat. So that's Doc's tip for the night. That's a great tip, Doc, and, and
0: uh, I'm going to add to that. Uh, every hook that I take out of a package, I check the point on. Everyone, no matter what brand. I don't care what it is, some place down the line you're going to have one that's not sharp enough to suit you, or it's been in a bag and banged into a bunch of other ones or something, and every time that you put a hook on a leader, check that point, point. and if you can sharpen it, sharpen it. If you can't, just grab another one. There's no sense in losing or taking a chance on missing a great fish from a dull hook. And I I've never seen one of them sharpening devices, so
1: uh, I'm pretty intrigued with that. It's a great tip. It's pretty it's pretty slick. I I've used it for years. So Outstanding.
0: Outstanding. Doc, I wanna I wanna visit with you just a little bit before we go about the catfish conference. It is this weekend. It'll yes, be it Saturday is. And Sunday at Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I know a lot of people are really wound up about getting down there. I'm excited to be there. Me We're too. really going to miss old Chuck down there, but yes, we are. Uh, you know, we'll we'll get it done. You're going to be doing seminars, Joe Luck. He's going to be doing seminars. Jason Bridge is going to be doing seminars. Phil uh, uh,
1: King, uh, James Bill, Patterson,
0: James Patterson. I mean. There is so much going to happen down there, and so many people are going to be thoroughly entertained. Uh, not only the, the seminars, but every company that's going to be there showing their products. I, from what Steve was telling us last week, just about anybody that sells a catfish and rod is going to have some down there.
1: Yeah, bring some moolah, guys. Bring some moolah
0: knock the dust off that wallet and plan on buying you some equipment down there and you don't have to spend a dime if you don't want to you yeah. can come down there it's free entry into it uh thanks to uh the boat guys Jeff, Jeff Jones. Jeff Jeff Jones Marina. everybody's entry into the catfish conference it's going to be great uh if you want to look at a big cat fever rod they're going to be there if you want to look at a uh, warrior cat rod. It's going to be there. If you want to look at some customs, I'm sure there'll be some there. If you want to look at anything else, hooks. Uh, if you want wish-to-wear apparel, you just run over there to the Catfish Bunker. Jim and Sheila will have everything there uh, that they got. Plus, they will have original stuff that that they're taking out of their store, and there'll be
1: I'm I'm tell there'll be some deals down here. Yeah, and I think there's going to be some anchor guys down there. So if you're looking for anchor, because I remember Douglas saying that he was going to have his anchors down there. I think didn't he tell us that? Yeah, his and and then Never Snag is going to be there also. Right. Yeah, there'll be a, there'll be a bunch of bunch of stuff. I mean, if it has, I know yeah. the
0: guys from uh, uh uh gosh, I can't. Joe Lucky's brother-in-law, Jerry Klein's gonna Jerry Klein. going to have all Jerry Klein. Yeah. Have all of the tangle with catfish stuff there. I mean, uh, and, yeah, I, and, and I can't pick of all. It's hard to remember all that stuff when you're sitting here.
1: Trying to yeah. we're trying to, you know, keep yeah. it all together. And then uh, just for everybody's information, make sure you go to Jerry Klein, the Tangling with Catfish. They're putting on a special benefit for uh, Bink down there, and uh, they're going they're giving away, they're giving away a television. Uh, he's given away a monster rod holder package. Uh, guys have donated trips. Uh, it's it's going to be pretty awesome for that. And then my, my tournament's coming up in April. That's on April 15th out of Gallup, Palis, Ohio. If you get the opportunity to come there, man, you, you're going to talk about, we're talking good flatheads and as as long as we don't get any snow i think those guys are going to be on fire that weekend right there that's going to be a great time for one of the best uh benefits that could ever possibly
0: been put on and there's nobody in the world better
1: to be. Yeah. and uh and he's doing real good i talked to him tonight on the way home but i talk to him every night but uh, he he's doing he's doing a lot better he's doing real good right now so you know keep them prayers coming you know we all he always needs those always need that
0: absolutely you know um survivor the guy yes fibers is going to be there and if you're interested in buying the little pickup tube that goes on the back of your boat to suck water in so you can transfer water in your live well while you're going down the road i'm going to have some of that, that thing works
1: real well too It is outstanding. I I put it on my boat. It it does work.
0: Yeah. So we'll have some information there. And he's going to have a booth down there. But uh, we'll have the stuff there. Uh, Cindy made a note on here that she has an original Doc Lang, monster on the Ohio
1: sweatshirt. <laughs> shirt. We might raffle off. <laughs> <laughs> don't get rid of my sweatshirt. <laughs> Tony King just left us
0: a note, a note on here that says Big Cat Fever will have the best deals of the 2017 season on their products.
1: Oh wow, that's cool.
0: Uh, I don't know what that is. But the best deal of 2017, now the best deal means you're going to be able to get some stuff down the line. Yeah. So you need to, to make sure you check those guys out. And and I know I've heard a little bit of some of the other guys and there's going to be some bargains. And, and if you show up down there, you're going to have a great time. There's going to be a couple guys down there that's got planer boards and, and, Uh, they're ones that I'm not familiar with, but believe me, I'll be checking them babies out. I love my church player boards, but you, you know, if there's something new, I want to see it. If it's something different, I want to see it. Uh, I may not change, but it's like, like my Eagle Hall claw hooks. I'll try anything that comes out new, but I seem to always go back to them because I like them, you know, but, uh, one day somebody might come up with something that I do like better. And, uh, you know Things happen, but uh, it's, it's going to be a great show, and I believe that the door opens up at 9 o'clock down there to get everybody in, and we'll probably start running through the show. Uh, we'll probably start that up about 10 or so, and we'll do thirty 45-minute uh, uh, sections, and we'll do 10 to 15-minute uh, interviews with everybody that we can get on there. We've got some big-name guys going to be down there. We're going to try to get them on there, and we'll get as many as the the other people that wants to be on there with us as we can. And
1: uh, we can have two days to get this done. So
0: that's right. And, and you know, I'm, I'm not sure if Heath Malone's going to be down there or not, but if he is, I hope I can get him to help us uh, do some of this stuff. And if he's not, we'll manage, we'll get it done. Chuck and I got her done last year and you and I get her done this year, but we will, we will miss old Chuck. We're going to miss him a great deal. And, and,
1: uh, uh, things get better and he'll get straightened out. We're a lot of heavy back on here before you know, it. that's right. And I, and one other thing I appreciate the people that have sent me emails uh, and put things on uh, YouTube and on catfish weekly. Uh, I, my program that I'm going to talk about is on the Lawrence, but it, <laughs> it's styled around what people wanted me to talk about so you know i i originally i started with something else and then people started asking me can you talk about this you know i was going to talk about the sonar and people don't want to hear the sonar they want the side scan so you know that's what my program is going to be based around
0: right And, and 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 jason bridges is going to have question and answer
1: yeah so
0: and There's a lot of great guys out here that can do these seminars, but when you get a chance to, to go listen to Doc Lang, or you get a ch- chance to go do a question and answer thing with Jason Bridges, and Joe Lucky's going to be talking about channel catfishing, and I'm telling you, Joe Lucky knows how to catch channel. I mean, I'm mean,
1: i going to be picking his <laughs> brain.
0: Yeah, he'd be really good, and, and uh, like we was talking last week, who does not want to see uh, uh, James Patterson. James Patterson. He's just a super – Phil nice King. Guy. Phil King, one of the greatest guides that's ever been. I mean, and, and these guys are there to help you, and you gotta, you got to go see them. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great time. And Steve Legless is going to be down there. He said he was going to have a pretty much a full line of, of his stuff he didn't have last year. I, I, He didn't really say, but I think that he was wanting everybody else to do good, and it wasn't about him. But he's going to have stuff down there, so if you need anything from Steve, get a hold of him. I know Lisa will be there helping him, and and I'm not sure who else, but as much stuff as Steve's going to have going to be going on next weekend, he'll have to have somebody to help him out. But if you need any of his products, he'll be there. And and like I say, just about anything and anybody, any product that you want should be there, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So plan on being there Saturday or Sunday or
1: both days, however it works out for you and stop by the booth, and we'd be glad to, to visit with you. Yep, Phil King just posted on Facebook, said, can't wait to see everybody at the 2017 Catfish Conference. My favorite topic, drifting for catfish. And uh, there's one of the guys that's been doing it a long time. Phil King probably been drifting for catfish as long as anybody that
0: I'm aware of. Uh, he's he's kind of one of the guys that when it started, uh made a lot of improvements on the way drifting was done. So if, if you have a question about drifting or bumping, that that guy can answer those questions for you give you an honest answer and he'd be happy to do it.
1: Yep. So
0: I think that's going to do it for tonight, Doc. We had a really good time with uh with sure. um Joel, he, he was a great guest on the show. I did get another message here from Tony. said that Zach Royce, Caleb Page, Dale Lowe will all be at the uh, Big Cat Fever booth. So you guys get in there, Joe. And remember, Dale uh, Lowe is the guy that caught that 141-pound, missed the uh, world record by less than two pounds. And uh, I don't know if they got it figured out to where they can have the replica of that down there or not. I understand they're going to be able to visit. Wow them about catching that fish will be an outstanding thing in itself. Yep. So them guys will be having going on. We're gonna to try to visit with them while we're down. We're gonna to try to visit with everybody, but sometimes it don't work out. You know how that is.
1: That's right. We're gonna try our
0: best. Yeah, we are we're gonna find a good place to eat. We're gonna have a great time.
1: We're yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of people. It is I'm look I am really looking forward to it. I really am and, and I, Lynn, I think Lynn's, Lynn's looking forward to it. She's
0: all excited. That's good. That's good. I can't wait to see her. We haven't seen her since uh, Monsters on the Ohio. Sure so, be Well, listen, that'll do it for tonight's show. Be sure, be sure to tune in next week. <clears throat> we was talking about the, uh, the uh, 141-pound fish, the gentleman that built the live well that they held that fish alive in for all that time. Austin Sarton is supposed to be on the show with us next Monday night, so be sure to tune in for that. Uh, Austin's going to tell us on what it takes to keep and build and make live wells to where we can, can keep these quality fish, these big breeders, around so we can release them back into the water. That way they have a great survival rate and uh, it should make for a really good show, and and have your questions and stuff ready because this is the guy that can answer the questions about live well issues if you have any. So uh, thanks for watching tonight, we'll see you next Monday night on Catfish Weekly.